G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We're going to listen to a conversation that Matt had recently with the uh, rugby coach from the Pacific Island nation of Niue. His name is Metric Ikitolagai. Great to catch up with you. Now, for those who don't uh, know your story, tell us a bit about where you were born and raised. Yes, I was born in uh, one of the beautiful islands in the South Pacific. It's called Niue Island. It's um, close to Tonga uh, and Samoa. Yes, so it's uh, born and bred in Niue. Okay. And tell us, uh, did you have a religious upbringing? Yes, yes. You see all Pacific Islanders, you know, we all um, uh, we've all been uh, you know, brought up in that uh, heavy, heavy uh, religious background, you know, get up on a Sunday, must, Sunday's a must, everybody go to church, uh, no chores on a Sunday. So, yes, uh, very heavy and... Um, uh, uh, in, the, in the early days growing up until I left that new way. Okay, and what kind of church were you part of? What denomination uh, were you raised in? I, uh, the denomination, I think it's uh, like an AOG, Assembly of God, mm-hmm. uh, sort of church um, back in New way. Okay, and did you live there uh, all of your younger life or did you uh, hop around the islands? Yes, no, I lived there, lived there probably until I was... Uh, I've only left the island. 10 years ago, so probably until my, um, closing out to my, um, to my early 30s and then I, um, I left the island, um, just got a bit too much in the end, I think just needed, just needed a break, uh, go somewhere different and, uh, um, start up again, yeah. Mm, okay, and tell us a bit about your faith journey, were you always a follower of Christ or did you fall away from God, uh, at some stage? Yes, in, in the island, you know, it's, um, it's, um, like I said before, we're brought up into this, um, uh, Christian, um, life uh, starting at home, but um, never, never really gave my life to, to, to you know, fully gave my life to, to God probably two, three years ago. Um, I spent, um, left New went to London uh, to play a bit of rugby, and, um, you know, as you do, diff- different country, you just um, get lost in the period of um, um, uh, forgetting God and not knowing Him. You know, turning into to rugby was the main sort of God, you're idolizing rugby and, and, and you know, the, the everything else that comes with it, the partying, the, uh, so yeah, so really, really through that period, just uh, really lost and broken, uh, not until come back to Brisbane about 2015, um, so me and my wife now, we moved back to Brisbane, um, you know, but, but during that time, I stopped, stopped drinking at about 2007, um, just took us a lot of problems with drinking and then you know, always in the back of my mind to go to church to, to see God again to try, but it wasn't. It was still a distant relationship. But it wasn't until we came back to Brisbane, uh, and you know, and met um, met family here that that go to church, and then you know, slowly coming back into church, and then in that process, um, um, you know, really, really, really wanting to to get back, seek and know God. So it all started from there, and then um, I've been getting appointed to be one of the core team leaders at a church, I think that's that's when, um, you know, I really, really gave my life to God and, and it really stopped all these other things that, you know, used to do before. 
started as a new creation. Um, the old packages, the old me, really started to, to leave all that behind and, and seek God um, and not seeking the material things of his life. Uh, really started to pull back on rugby, which, which rugby was um, number one in my life. Uh, everything else was, you know, second best. as always rugby. So really started to pull back on that, really started to uh, read the Bible, uh, you know, uh, going through the process of... Uh, uh, born again believer, being saved, and uh, yeah, just uh, just just the closer getting into Bible Bible studies and hanging around people that um, um, gave me the, the, the influence and just um, the people that really know their word and that yeah, that's that's when it um, it, it, it all happens and, um, and and as of now, really really seeking the truth and really really again just really wanting to know God and and wanting to be. Um, you know, uh, as a multiplication tool for his word. And everywhere I go, I'll, I'll make sure to plant that seed, where, whether it's a sports team, whether it's friends and family, or just at work, you know, just really trying to impact people's lives with, with the truth. Yeah. Uh, Metric, you're also related to a good friend of mine, Pastor David Vaka. Tell us a bit about that connection. Yeah, me and David Vaka, we go back, well, a long way back to New um, being closely related as well. Um, I knew he was always in... Um, uh, I knew he had a church in Australia, so moving back here, found, um, uh, made contact with one of my other cousins, David's brother. I went to his church, and yeah, um, David asked if he can, uh, you know, come and help because he was building a church up here on the north side. So he asked if we can, um, uh, uh, me and my partner can come up and join the core team there to, to you know, really start to build this church and get it going. So you know, we, we accepted the task, and, and uh, yes, for two years we we built up um, that. Breakthrough Church on Northside, uh, fully committing, uh, you know, giving everything we, we have to to really build a church up and going. Uh, and and yes, um, uh, we really got that going and really uh, in that process, you know, um, being a core leader, really fully taking on uh, responsibilities. As a, so it's pretty much like a deacon, sort of a role in church, um, involved in the setup, involved in sound, and pretty much all the ministries. And um, yeah, just really, really trying to get... Um, um, brought word out to the community here we lived in and uh, heavily involved in the in the sporting in the sporting realm um, uh, with with fitness and and you know with my background I think it, it just really really worked well being a coach uh, and and then um, uh, bringing the the ministry just just using myself as a vessel and vessel and bringing uh, and preaching through that that um, um, Ministry of Sports, bringing in the Word of God to, to people, yeah. Mm, fantastic, mate. And now, when I was in Papua New Guinea, I was staying at this hotel and saw all these rugby boys there uh, from the Oceana Rugby Comp, and I chatted to a few of them, found out they were from Brisbane, which was amazing, uh, where, where I live. But then I bumped into you in the foyer there and straight away found out that you were so full on for God and, and you'd actually told all the team from Newey no alcohol for the trip. And you'd actually run a church service for them. Tell us a bit about what you shared with the boys. Yeah, well, well, um, in the beginning, in the beginning, when when we were asked by Nua to run the rugby, um, I, I was really, I was really seeking for a, a Bible verse for to base the journey on because you know, I, if, if, um, I really believe that if we put God in this, this thing will work. If, if we put God in the center, we and it, we everything involves around it, it'll, it'll definitely work. So we put. So I chose Matthew five, six, and seven. Um, you know, the Sermon on the Mount. And just just really focusing it and on on Matthew seven, on building strong foundations for for the young people and and for new rugby and and coming into this, I was a bit just a bit weary as well because I know that 
some of the boys in there, um, uh, you know, they go to church, but they haven't really given their life to Jesus, to God. So, so coming into camp, you know, uh, the first Sunday, uh, I think it pretty shocked everyone when we're having dinner. The whole team was having dinner before we flew out, and I ran through the God of God. I said, you know, there'll be no alcohol. There'll be no, um, this is the protocols you've got to fall and, uh, follow. And then all the boys were like, man, we've never been on a tour that's have rules and strict laws and regulations that we've got to follow. But, um, you know, fair play to all of them. They, they, they followed those rules until all our rugby was done. And I said, man, then last Saturday and Sunday, uh, before we left, and I said, man, that's, you know, everything's done now. You guys can relax a little bit, go and see a bit of PNT, you know. I uh, have a drink, one or two, but not too many. So, but um, I think the seed was planted because um, uh, even then the boys, you know, they did went out, but weren't really, you know, they were, they, their mindsets were changed from what they used to be. Um, they're, they're, like I said, a new creation now, and, and the foundations they have, is they're pretty much looking into like a professional rugby player, trying to build strong foundations, trying to recover. If you drink alcohol, you know, your, your body won't be, I would have a, a, a quick recovery period turnaround. So all these things come in, and then... Um, for them to listen to a set of rules, I think it was, it was really good. And the tour was successful on and off, you know, off the field and on the field, uh, purely because, you know, we, like I said, we based it on a biblical verse. And, 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 and I told the boys that rugby was a byproduct, you know, that it was just a bonus. But, but um, God using myself as a vessel to come in and preach them through rugby, I think that was the winner at the end of the day because um, these kids were walking, walking away from camp talking about foundation, talking about God, talking about, you know, what they're going to do, talking about um, um, born again and believing and just being good people. Um, so, yes, yes, I think I think it was very successful uh, for myself in, in, in that way. So, mate, recently you shared a powerful message about God's love and following God with your rugby team. Uh, tell us a bit about why you had to share that message, why it was so important for those young men to hear your message. Oh, really? I mean, you look at the world we live in now, it's... Um, uh, you know, all these material things, uh, young people are, uh, are following and idolizing instead of, you know, instead of really basing it on God. And um, I think it's hard because even myself trying to stand up in a room full of people, and they'll be laughing. They'll be like, oh, mate, that will never work. Or they'll be like, man, well, what do you have to do that for? But I think if, if, if we, if, if um, we as individuals, you know, if, if we really, if we really, you know, um, if we really love God and, and you want to seek the truth from God, I think we just got to be brave and, and stand up and, and make a change. And, and that was, well, my mission was there was, to, you know, that we've made a choice. We've taken a chance to go in D&G and, and I want these kids to change. And, and I want to be that person that they can walk away from here. And, and, and like I said, just um, if they've learned a thing, uh, one or thing, two things from rugby, but if they've, take, they've taken God away, then that, that's a win for me. So it's really important, uh, Matt, really important. And and um, and I coach club rugby here in Brisbane as well. And all the all the players I have, you know, they're all Christians. But um, at, at the at the at the same time as well, some are lukewarm, some are on the fence, sort of thing. So it's it's my job in, in there just to give them a bit of direction and say, hey man, listen, you know that was wrong, what you just done was wrong. But if we follow these principles and if you know, if we look at Jesus and look at God and look at what they have done, if if we just want to follow them, you know, and and really believe and be born again and being saved. That's the win for me, and, and yes, very important. 
Now, I'm curious to know a bit about your personal devotions with God. Now, you're a busy guy. You, you work at Golden Circle. Uh, you're also a coach. You're you know, a family man as well. well. What do you do for your personal devotions with God? Do you have like a daily routine where you, where you read the Word? What, what do you do? Yes, you know, they start off with a prayer, like, like you know, we start off with a prayer. Every, um, every fortnight on Wednesdays, we just finished one last night, we have a couple of hours of Bible study, um, just really, really seeking the truth. Um, at the moment, we're doing the Sermon on the Mount, and we're just, um, um, yeah, we just get together, a few of us, um, a few of us just get together and do that, um, and devotion at home, uh, just reading, reading the Word, um, uh, reading the Word, yeah, and just really, really like uh, applying it on every day. If, if I'm on the field, uh, you know, just really, really trying to get, um, uh, um, really kind of trying to get the word to, to my players, the people, the people that work. So yes, uh, try, try and live it um, 24/7. But you know, like at times we'll we'll have our weak moments, and, and you know, sort of come away from it. But yes, through through devotion, through prayer, and through Bible studies, and and going to church. Yes, Matt. That's good, mate. And before we wrap up, you know, there might be people listening that have never heard the gospel and have never had an opportunity to give their life to Christ. W- would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do they respond to it? Yes, I, I think I think the, the, the gospel means this is the good news. It's happiness, you know, it's happiness that we find. Um, but to find that happiness, we really got to be uh, we really got to be born again, uh, believers, and we got to be saved. So um, I, I know it's hard, it's harsh, but that is the truth for me. Uh, some people might say in another way, they'll be like, oh, we need to do um, maybe a lot of good things to be saved. But but for me, um, I, I used to think of it like that before. Uh, like I need to be a good person. I need to do this. I need to you know, give things away to think. But once really getting to know God, I think that um, if, if we really, really want to get that happiness, um, we really have to, to really give ourselves to Jesus, be a born-again Christian, be saved, and, and try to, you know, mimic the steps of Jesus when he was um, here on earth for all of us. Mm, that's wonderful, mate. Well, it's so good to hear how your life has turned around and that you're being a, a great witness in the rugby world. And it, it's been uh, so good to hear about. I, I've actually never heard of Nui before, to be honest. <laughs> when when I was up at Papua New Guinea and I bumped into you and I, I thought, Nui, where is that? So it's an island somewhere uh, near Samoa and Tonga, is it? Is that right? Yes, yes. Our closest neighbour is Tonga. It's, it's, uh, it's paradise. Not many people, like you said, not many people have heard of, have heard of it. But, um, um, yes, it's, it's, it's right, right there um, uh, close to Tonga, uh, north of New Zealand. North New Zealand. Wonderful. I'll have to come and visit Nui one day, and it's uh, great to hear that you, you know, coaching the, the Nui Rugby Union team and that you're being a witness for, for God in that realm. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.